Okay, my name is Bryant Cummings. I am a school counselor at Fillmore Elementary School. This is the very first podcast I've ever done. So it'll probably be one of the worst ones I've ever done. Kind of like when you watch a new episode and the first one's kind of lacking. Hopefully I'm not lacking here, but no promises about my articulation or my grammar. It's just me, okay? Uh, first boss, first podcast I've ever done. There's a lot of topics I want to talk about. The one I, I wanted to focus on first was being a dad, a father, okay? Uh, that's, that's a big thing. That's a, that's a big responsibility to take on. I think most of us who are dads, we either realize it and it's kind of scary when we started out or we have no idea what we're getting into. Probably a little bit of both. Uh, I remember our first kid when he was born, he was two months early, two months premature. Had him in the hospital for a couple of weeks, which is actually really good. And then I remember one night, one evening about 5 o'clock, the hospital called and said, hey, your kid's ready to bring home. And my wife was excited. Me being a little bit more practical, I said, hon, should we just wait till tomorrow? She didn't think that was a good idea, to say the least. <laughs> um, she was too excited to bring him home and... So we went and got him, and uh, he was still on oxygen, had a sensor on his foot. That would go off every time his oxygen was low. The sensor malfunctioned and uh, would go off about every five minutes. Needless to say, we did not sleep that night. But uh, fun introduction of being a dad. Actually, that's probably the easiest part of being a dad at that age is they eat, sleep, and poop, and that's pretty much all you got to do, right? So why, why did I pick this topic? I've worked with kids, with youth, for the last 15 or 20 years. I remember my first year in college, which is a long time ago, actually it's what, 2001. I, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine who was doing a senior thesis and asked him what he was writing it on. And he said, you know, the title is America, a Fatherless Nation. I thought, wow, you know, that's a really good, good idea. Uh, we're starting to see a lot more dads starting to, to leave their families, um, to run off and to leave their kids or leave their wife and kids. And um, unfortunately, that, that hasn't improved since then. In fact, not too long ago, I was talking to, uh, well, I was giving a presentation to a school in, in Iron County, and I had one of the teachers ask me, they said, so Bryant, why are we seeing all these new problems with kids. And he said, I, you know, I never saw these problems growing up. He said, we, you know, we didn't have this, this, this. He said, why are, why are these kids struggling so much? I said, let me ask you a question. I said, did you have family dinner growing up? He said, well, yeah. And I said, what, you know, what happened if you didn't come to dinner? He's like, oh, I'd get in trouble. You know, my mom would be mad. My dad would be mad. I said, you know what? I said, there you go. I said, some some things as simple as not having family dinner together are what's really hurting our children. Uh, I asked another teacher, he's going to retire that year. He'd been teaching for over 30 years. I asked him what the difference was that he saw in the kids, the main difference. And he said, you know what, Bryant? He said the first 15 years in the 80s and 90s, almost to the late 90s, all I had to do was be a teacher. And then he said, the last 15 years, 
I had to take on both the roles of being a teacher and a father and teaching these kids things that their dad or their mother should be teaching them. And I, you know, I think you really nailed it right there. I've, I've noticed the same thing. I've worked with teenagers and with little youngsters and I'm always surprised at just some basic values, morals, and lessons that my dad taught me that a lot of these kids don't have. They might have a dad who's gone all the time. Maybe they don't have a dad. Uh, maybe they have no idea where their dad is, okay? Unfortunately, men definitely get a bad rep nowadays. And there, I see so many good dads out there trying their best and uh, not receiving the recognition they deserve. Okay, if anything, I, I hear, like I said, men get being ripped on, fathers being ripped on, and it seems like, especially lately, our country's doing a really good job on accentuating the, the worst in people. And I, I've seen that a lot with fathers, when in reality, there's a lot of dads who are doing their best. And I think all of us would agree, sometimes you get lost. I think mothers agree too. There, there is no manual on parenting. I remember oh, a couple of years ago talking to my neighbor. He's, he's a retired guy in his 70s. And I was talking to him about my son. I said, I don't know if I need to be more strict or lighten up. And he said, Bryant, he said, there is no manual on parenting. If there was, we'd all be better parents. And I said, okay. And he's like, you do your best and you learn and you try your best. Uh, you know, Personally, I had an awesome dad. Probably could not have asked for a better dad. Yeah, he had his shortcomings. We all do. I'm, and I know my kids will say the same thing about me. Hopefully they'll call me an awesome dad, but I know I've got plenty of shortcomings. So that's just kind of an introduction of where I want to go today. Uh, first, first thing, you know, I, I was talking to this, an older guy. I, don't, I think he's in his 80s now. And, and years ago he said, you know, when I thought I was teaching my kids, I wasn't. And when I didn't think I was teaching my kids, I was. And that made me look back, and it's true. I remember listening to quite a few lectures from my dad thinking, oh, this is horrible. I want to go do something else. And that's all I remember from that lecture. But I also remember watching him do stuff, the way he interacted with people, the way he was, his temperament. And those were the times I, I learned from him. Okay, I learned by example. We all do. And so that's something first for us to stop and think about. Okay, our children are watching us. That's when they learn, not when we try to teach them, I want to teach my kids a lesson, I want to teach them this moral, this value, which is good, it is important, it is very important to talk about that. But they remember our examples, they remember what we do. So moving on, if you love your kids, show them that you love that you love them. I think for for some dads that's easier than others and it's easy to you get home you're worn out maybe you love your job maybe you hate your job I've had both and uh, maybe you don't feel like working much or doing much with your kids. I, uh, I recall years ago I had a job and that job was going to end it was grant funded and it was going to end by the last day in June. Well, my goal in May, I had been working so hard to find another job, I thought, I am not gonna go without a job. And uh, I was looking and looking and looking and applying everywhere I could. And the, the last day of June came and I didn't have a job. 
Okay, I remember driving home that day from my from work, just feeling horrible, just miserable, and uh, beating myself up. But I thought, okay, I pulled up in the driveway of my truck. I thought, okay, you know what? I'm going to take my son for a bike ride. Okay, put this behind me, and it was hard. I did not feel like doing that, but that's the last thing I felt like doing. But a lot of times I've learned the last thing you feel like doing is probably what you need to do. And so I put that behind me. I took my son out, and we went on a bike ride. Okay, as things would have it, oh, about 10 minutes into the bike ride, we were going past the construction site. He ran over a nail and punctured his tire. But you know what? It was a good memory. So learn to put your, put your emotions aside if they're negative. If you're worn out, if you're tired, reach inside and grab a little bit. Grab that reserve, okay? You know how lots of times you have that reserve tank on your ATV, whatever. Reach inside, go off that reserve, okay? Even if it's just for one hour of coming home from work and spending time with your kids, you have to show them. One thing I've learned as a dad is it doesn't it doesn't matter how big or how, how grand what it is you're doing with the kids. What matters is it's just kind of the everyday small things, all right? You get home, go for a bike ride, sit on the floor, play Legos, play Hot Wheels, uh, go outside, throw the football, all right? It's, it's simple stuff. It's the everyday small things that when you look back, those were the big things. All right, it's not, it's not taking your kids to the, to the show or doing this or doing that. Learn to appreciate the small things. Uh, several years ago, I built a tree house for my kids. And, uh, you know, we, I had some wood and needed some more wood. And so actually my son and I, we, they're building a development or they're developing a, a lot of houses in the neighborhood behind ours. And there's a lot of construction going on. And so actually I took my son with me and there's some builders out there. And I said, hey, I said, I need some scrap wood, you know, for a tree house. Do you mind if I take some from the stumpster? The guy was awesome. He was like, no, go for it. And he said, in fact, he said, I'm going to be throwing away some good pieces later on this evening. Come by later and get some more. And, uh, you know, talking to the guy, he is just another dad, which he understood where he's coming from. And he's like, yeah, that's a good thing. Good for you. We ended up building an awesome tree house. You know, I made that tree house long enough so I could sleep in it with my kids. I slept in it once or twice. It wasn't that great of a night, but hey, they still remember that. But in all honesty, I think building the tree house, they have just as many good memories as they do playing in the tree house. I was worried that tree house would blow over. The truth was that thing was solid. I had to tear it down when we moved and it was tough getting it down. So they're good memories. You know, going back to the small things and the big things, uh, probably about four or five years ago, we saved up some money and we took our kids to Disneyland. Okay, seems like Disneyland just gets more and more expensive every day. To quote, oh, who was I? I think it's Jim Gaff again. You know, he talks about going to Disneyland with his dad, and he's like, I couldn't figure it out. We were having a great time, and Dad wasn't happy. And so now that I'm Dad, I realize, man, I spent so much money taking my kids here, and this isn't that fun. Okay, uh, you know, we saved up and told our kids we're taking them to Disneyland. They're excited. We took our two kids to Disneyland. We were there a couple of days and uh, came back. It was a good time. 
And then about a month later, we went camping. And when I told my kids we were going camping, they were just as excited about going camping than they were Disneyland. And that made me stop and think, wow, you know what? It's not, that's not what I'm doing so much as just having fun with the kids. They loved camping, but in their minds, they were young, and they thought, that's great. Let's go camping. Okay, Disneyland, yeah, I paid a lot of money, and Disneyland's not getting any cheaper. Their prices always go up. I thought, wow, for a whole lot less money, the enjoyment my kids are getting out is just the same going camping as it is going to Disneyland. You know, on that topic, my brother took some hospitality management classes. He, uh, for a while, he was going into cul culinary arts, learning how to cook. And uh, he, had a, he had a class about, oh, about running resorts and hotels. And the professor was telling them they have these huge resorts, okay, just really extravagant, fancy resorts. And uh, the way these resorts and this kind of vacation areas make their bread, their money, their bread and butter, comes from from these businessmen who have families who are working 24/7. Okay, they're spending more time in their at their work than they are with their families. They're never there, and then once a year, maybe twice a year, they build up a huge guilt trip and decide, okay, I'm going to take my family on a on a big vacation. We're going to pull out all the stops. We're going to go to somewhere really fancy, and um, and so they'll rent out a resort. Okay, they'll rent out a really huge vacation place. They'll be there for a week or two, and then they go back to work, uh, which is really sad. What they're doing, they're just trying to compensate for all the time they haven't spent with their kids and their wife. And it, it doesn't work that way. You got to, it's like I said, it's the everyday small things. If you try to do one big thing at a time, you're not going to get anywhere, okay? Your kids will remember that as, you know, he was a part-time dad, okay? When he felt guilty, he spent time with us. That's not what you want. You want to be able, you want your kids to be able to say, yeah, my dad would spend time with us. And, and you know what? Sometimes you got to, you spend the time working, working together. You bet I get my son, I have a 14 year old son, and I probably, I'm always going to mount to work, but we also try to play as much as we work too. One of my models in life is work hard and play hard. You got to, you got to have a fine medium in between the two. You want, your, you want your kids to learn how to work, but there's more to life than just work, okay? Okay, I'm back. I apologize if you get some background noise. I am recording this at a school where there's teachers and there's kids. So before, I, before we took a break, I was talking about finding stuff to do with your kids, okay? You know, one thing I love doing with my kids is taking them hiking. I think you can never go wrong taking your kids in the outdoors and hiking. I think we'd all agree it's kind of a fight nowadays to get your kids away from screens, whether it's TV, video games. And if you're about my age, you know, I grew up in the 80s and 90s. If you remember, we didn't have many of, much of that stuff. What we had on TV was what we got in through the antenna, 
Uh, some kids had a Nintendo, some kids didn't. I spent most of my time outside playing in the ditch, playing in the fields, building forts, shooting my BB gun. Okay, those were good times and I had some good memories. Working with youth, working with teenagers, they'd come back every weekend and ask them, what, what did you do this weekend? I can't tell you at least, at least half the time, I can't tell you how many times they'd say, well, I watched YouTube until three in the morning. Okay, or I binged watched this episode, or I played my, my Nintendo all day long on Saturday. Okay, or their video games, their Xbox, their PlayStation. And I think anyone would agree with me and if you don't agree with me, you're probably in denial that our kids are spending way too much time on their electronics, whether it's on their phone, their TV, their video games. You know, nothing against video games. I, I, video games are fun. I haven't played video games ever since I became a dad. I used to love them, but once I became a dad, that takes up a lot of your time, and that's okay. I don't miss them. Now, if you play video games with your kid and that's something you enjoy, great. All right? But make sure that doesn't dominate your time. Make sure that doesn't take up all your time. The one problem with that is when you're playing video games with your kids, you don't get a meaningful conversation going in. You're uh, like, hey, did you find that sniper up there? Yeah, I see him. Got him. Took him out. Okay. You know, like I said, there's nothing wrong with that, but make sure to go outside. Spend some time outside with your kids. I cannot emphasize that enough. If our country is lacking two things, we're lacking parents, who are involved with their kids and were lacking spending time outside. Okay, I think that's another thing people ask, well, why have our, why has this generation changed so much? We have the millennials, no offense a lot, but we you know a lot of people rip on the millennials. Okay, they're good with, with technology, but when it comes to outside, spending time outside, uh, they, they just don't wanna do it. Okay, or they wanna walk on the paved paths they don't want to go trailblazing up through the mountains, uh, crawling their way through shrub oak. Okay, I'm a, I'm a young man's leader, and last night we played war games. Took the kids up in the foothills and uh, played some war games, and they love it. That's one of their favorite things. So take your kids hiking. I'm known as the dad, and I know my kids will grow up joking about the fact that I'm the dad that says, just, just around this corner, guys, just a little bit more. We've been hiking for hours already. I want to keep going. They're getting tired. They're like, come on, Dad, let's, let's turn back around. You know, I'm just, just over this peak, just to the top of this peak. I'm always pushing a little bit more. Maybe I have a little bit more fun than they do. Here's the thing, though. You know, I, I took my son hiking this summer. We went up on top of the South Mountain, down a ridge. We, we took the hard way, and I did it on purpose because I wanted to explore a lot. It was, a, it was kind of a hot day. We ran out of water at one point, which we were by a creeks, and I had water filters, so I wasn't too worried. But uh, it was tough. At one point, we're hiking along the, the ledge of a pretty steep mountainside with some loose shale. At another point, we were trailblazing, bushwhacking through shrub oak, which if you've ever done that, especially in this Miller County area, that is a pain in the butt, okay? At one time, my kid, you know, started to tear up and was getting frustrated. So I carried his backpack for a little bit. That seemed to help. I tell my brother about this later who works for the Forest Service. And he said, you know, he said, tell your son, I've seen grown men and grown women cry getting stuck in shrub oak. So don't, not to worry about it. We, uh, you know, we left at 11 in the morning. We didn't get back until 11 at night. 
it was tough. You bet it was tough. But you know what? My son, we had a great time together. We made some incredible memories. Not only that, but he got a satisfaction out of making it to the top of the mountain, the tallest mountain in the area. And also, he learned he could do hard things. Okay, it was, it was a tough hike for sure. But I believe in that. I believe in teaching our kids, hey, you can do hard stuff. And whatever you do will only make you stronger. Okay, it doesn't mean it's fun. But then the satisfaction you get out of it is the reward. And uh, yeah, there's a couple of times he wasn't too happy. But you know what? The majority of the time he enjoyed it. We had to go a little bit slow. And there's a couple of times when I said, hey, bud, we got to pick up the pace. We got to get home. It's getting pretty late. Uh, look for opportunities like that. Like I said, hiking, just you can't go wrong with hiking. Okay. You got to teach your kids skills. And, uh, and it's just not for fathers and sons. Bring your daughters along too. My daughter is 50% girly girl. She loves pink and unicorns and rainbows. And she also has a pink BB gun and loves doing stuff with her dad and her brother. She will follow us anywhere. And uh, she's always up for the game. She'll play in the mud. She'll, she follows her brother around. So take your daughters with you too. You know, on that subject, I... Uh, and trying to find a tactful way of saying this. So I used to teach drug and alcohol abuse classes. And uh, a student I taught, really nice guy. In fact, this is this kind of leads me into a story about the him. He uh, he gone on a mission, on an LDS mission, uh, came back, got a good job, kind of kind of went a little inactive from his church, from the the Church of Jesus Christ. And uh, he's, he's telling me the story because he's in this drug and alcohol, drugs and alcohol class I was teaching. And he said, you know, Bryant, he said, I remember sitting in my, in my living room. I thought, man, I am happy right now. Life is good. He said, I was making some good money. I had a nice trailer, had a couple of four-wheelers, snowmobiles, a nice house, okay, wife and kids. He said, life was pretty good. I thought, man, this is nice. Well, he said about about three weeks later, he came home and his wife left him. And uh, she actually went down to Las Vegas and took up an occupation that was very revealing, to say the least. And she took her kids, their kids with her, too. And, uh, and he told me, he said, Brian, he said, I, I am worried. He said, I'm trying so hard to get custody of my kids. And in Utah, that's it's hard, unfortunately, for a father to get custody of their kids. And he said, I know what happens to girls who grow up without a dad, who grow up without a father, whose father doesn't teach them things. Okay, he said, I know what happens to those kind of girls. And he said, they're, they're easy to be, to be loose, if you will. I'm trying to keep this very appropriate. I don't know who's listening. And, uh, and he told me, too. It's kind of interesting with the drug and alcohol classes. They, they, were, they were a week-long class, and usually at the first, I'd only get half the story why they, why they were in there, and usually they would say, they only give me half the reason. And I'd, I'd always tell them, you know, I need you to be 100% honest with yourself. You don't have to tell me everything, but you have to be honest with yourself. And usually throughout the week, they would open up and tell me more. And 
such was the case with this dad. And he said, you know, Bryant, he said, I look back and I realize had I been, had I not been drinking as much, I would have been more in tune with my wife and what was going on and her feelings. And he said, she might still be here. Okay. Uh, that's hard for any guy to admit, anybody to admit. Uh, the good story is he, you know, he got remarried and, um, and got at least partial custody of his kids. So I, I mentioned, you know, work with your kids and play with your kids. Do some fun things, and work's a good thing too, all right? It, it teaches them to do stuff. Yeah, you bet I remember doing some jobs with my dad. I thought, I do not want to be this. I want to go hang out with my friends. Or, excuse me, I don't want to be doing this. I want to hang out with my friends. I remember digging some trenches on a summer's day, and it was super hot. Or working on sprinklers, pruning trees, hauling rocks. Okay, this, you know, I don't know, it's a little ironic because not all the time did I enjoy it. However, I look back and realize how much I learned from being a hard worker. Okay, how much my dad taught me about working hard and finding satisfaction and getting a job done and doing your best on that job. And once again, our kids nowadays are missing out on those opportunities. Okay, we kind of, there's something to be said about going back to a lot of the old parenting techniques. I hear a lot of talk about being a modern parent and there's some good stuff there don't get me wrong there's we can always improve as parents but I think in trying to be a modern parent we're losing a lot of this, just the good old-fashioned morals and values of hey this is how you're a hard worker okay these are the lessons you can learn from working hard here's one tip I've learned though in working with your kids let your kids do the work with you I think a lot of dads are, are guilty of having that kid go get them stuff, go get me the tools, go get me the saw, go get me the hammer. And then if they're working on the car, it's, hey, hand me this wrench, okay, hand me that socket. Instead, slow down a little. I know we're in a hurry to get stuff done. Slow down and tell your son or your daughter, hey, come here, I want you to loosen this bolt here. Or hey, I want you to connect you know, this fuel filter. This is what we're doing. Give them the opportunity to learn. That's when they learn, and that's when the work becomes enjoyable. I'm sure plenty of us remember standing behind Dad, being bored, holding the flashlight, or handing him the, the hammer or the saw, and we didn't, we didn't really learn anything, okay? So instead of just, of just having your kid be your assistant, let them take charge. Show them first. You gotta show them how, okay? Let them use the power tools. Uh, from, I think, eight years old, seven, eight years old, I've taught my son how to use the power tools. I taught him safety. I, okay, here's the circular saw, the miter saw, the sander, table saw, and some tools I, I waited until he was old enough to control them. Obviously, you want to be safe, but use that opportunity, and that's when they'll enjoy working with you. It's not fun when they just have to stand there and hand you the tools. Okay, I try to make it fun. Every once in a while, it is what it is, and you gotta you have to get something done quickly. But when you can, slow down and take the time. So some of you, I've worked with a lot of dads. I've worked with a lot of parents, and some don't know where to start. They tell me, where, where do I start? I don't know anything about being a dad. Okay, 
here's my advice. Start with what you wish your dad would have done differently. Okay, maybe that's something as simple as just being there. Maybe your dad wasn't there. Maybe he was gone. Maybe he left. Maybe he died. Uh, look back and think, you know, I wish my dad would have done this with me. That's where you start. Okay, you don't have to be a do-it-everything dad. Okay, and with all this said, man, I am in there with you guys. There's a reason I'm doing this podcast because I know that's a struggle being a dad. You try your best, and even though, despite that, you still lack. You can see all the areas you lack in. But I look back and think, you know, I, I wish my dad would have done this with me, or this would have been something fun to have done with my dad. That's where you start. And you don't have to do everything every single day. Okay, I, we get into the modern parenting thing, and I think we get a lot of parents that, that try to do everything with their kids. And then they stack up their schedules, and then that's the irony of it is they actually end up spending less time with their kids, even though they'd start all these activities to spend more time with them. I, uh, you know, going back to my neighbor who was a retired guy, and he gone and visited his kids down in Australia, actually, and and they were there for about a month and came back, and he said, you know what, Bryant? He said I I played football and baseball as a kid. And he, he was the star quarterback for his football team. But he said, you know what? He said, I, always, I also remember just laying down on the, gra- on the grass, watching the clouds go by. Just laying there, looking up at the sky, watching the clouds. And he said, what, what's happened to that? He said, I, I went down to visit our, our kids and our grandkids. And he said, our, our kids have their kids, my grandkids, doing every single thing. And they don't have any time just to enjoy life, just to lay down on the grass and watch the clouds go by. And uh, I, I agreed. His name's Bob. I said, Bob, you're right. You know, we uh, too many adults nowadays who are raising these millennials in this generation aren't letting their kids just take some time to, to enjoy life, go outside, go explore. And, you know, it seems like well, we went to the soccer game, now we got the football game. After that, we got dance, and then we got to run home, do homework, go to bed. Okay, there's no quality time there. Uh, I'm, I am all about encouraging your kids to find something they enjoy, but I've also seen what happens when parents force their kids to do too many activities, and that never ends up good. Okay, uh, look, for, look for quality versus quantity there's a lot to be said about that and i'll talk about that one in a future podcast okay also if you're not sure where to start start with the small things tuck your kids in at night okay i was i surprised we were we're doing a father's day thing with some some middle schoolers i worked with and i had them write down one thing they appreciated about their dad and one girl she was 13 years old and she said, my favorite thing is my dad tucks me in at night. I thought, wow, that's pretty cool. Okay, good for him. And that's, you know, that's something that mattered. Tuck your kids at, in at night. Give them a hug good night. Tell your kids you love them. Maybe that's something your dad didn't say. And you knew it, but you never said it, and it would have been nice. Okay, we took a little break. I, uh, what I wanted to do was I wanted to interview a couple of people 
and just ask them about positive memories, positive experiences, and positive relationships they've had with their with their dads uh, growing up. So I asked two coworkers who I'm just going to keep anonymous. They both coworkers are female. I thought, you know what, you're hearing from a father-son perspective, and I wanted to get a, a daughter's-father perspective on just a couple of things that their dads did with them. So I asked them questions. I want to ask the first person here, if I can, what was your favorite activity that you did with your dad growing up? Any vacation that I did with my dad was so much fun. Um, we were constantly going on trips and adventures, and we didn't even have to spend a lot of money to do it. Like, he was super frugal, but he always just made it so fun. He always made us laugh. We always brought snacks, and um, he always just made it so fun. So we didn't even have to do anything extravagant. Like, um, we would go camping a lot, and he would teach us how to, you know, survive outside. We would make a fire or whatever. Um, we would always go in our RV all around, and it was just time that we spent together that was really, really fun. So I'm glad you mentioned that because I already mentioned earlier, I took my kids to Disneyland one year, and then two months later I took them camping, and I noticed they were just as happy and excited about camping as they were at Disneyland. And here I am thinking, I spent a lot more money on Disneyland yeah. than I did camping. So you do, so those those memories were some of your best memories then. Yeah, like, I mean, don't get me wrong, my dad took us, we went to Disneyland every single year with mm -hmm. our extended family, but like as a kid, we didn't really care about the money. You know what right. I mean? Like as an adult, you're like, oh man, that's gonna cost a lot. Right. But as a kid, like you have no clue about cost. And so it doesn't matter if they took us all the way to California and we went to Disneyland or if we just went up the mountain 10 miles to go camping. Like I think it was just the time that we spent together. Great. Next question, what was a valuable lesson your dad taught you and why? Um, it was always to help others. Like if you can, like to always reach out and help others. My dad's always secretly helping people. He doesn't like to ever boast that he's helping someone. He'll try to always do it secretly. If someone's um, washing machine breaks or whatever, he'll try to sneak into their house, which sounds silly, but he'll sneak in and like literally buy them a new washing machine and install it for them. And and not let anyone know that he did it. And so um, he just does a lot of things in secret because he doesn't need the glory of like, oh, I did this for someone. He just knows that people are in need. And I think that all of us could benefit from learning a little bit of that. You know, I, I agree 100%. I uh, talk with my friends who are dads. And you know, it's always interesting. You get adults who, are, who like to critique and judge, and then you get other adults who just wanna help. And I think you always admire those ones who had that mindset a lot more. And you, and you learn from that. Uh, going on, next question. What are some things a dad should teach his daughter? Um, how to be independent. That sounds so silly because we all need to be independent. But, like, my dad really taught me how to take care of myself. If I ever needed it, like, when I was away at college or even before college, like, he always made sure I knew how to take care of myself. So when we went camping, he taught us, you know, how to build a fire or how to pitch the tent or whatever. Um, in high school, he made me change my, t my car tire in high heels because that's what I wore every day to school. So he's like, I, you can't do it in flats because that's not what you're gonna be, you know, normalized to. He's like, we need to take your situation and pretend like that's what happens. And so he definitely just taught us everything that he possibly could so that if he's like, if I'm not around, you'll still know how to do it. 
which I think is awesome. So you look for those opportunities to to teach you. Yeah. And just not be like, watch this. I want to show you how it's done. Yeah. But more like, here, here you go. Yeah, like he never just did things for us ever, which was so frustrating as a kid because, you know, you're right. like, just do it. Like, I don't know how to do it. He would always <laughs> just sit there and take the time to teach us how to do whatever we were asking for help. That's awesome. I think, you know, that's something we kind of touched on a little already. And, and once again, I, any skill you can teach your kid, daughter or son, the more you add to their confidence. Uh, just like just like our guest here said, you know, it builds your confidence. And so when you are out on your own, you know, I remember girls I knew in college. So there's girls who knew how to do stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was always really impressed with them. I thought, wow, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And then there was always girls who pulled the victim defenseless card. I don't know how to do that. Help me out. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. My dad never did that. Like I just shot a buck this last weekend and I owe that all to my dad because my dad is actually a gun dealer. So we go out shooting all the time. And so he was like, you gotta know how to like survive in the wild. Like, will I ever need that skill? Probably not. Like we're always probably gonna have stores, <laughs> but <laughs> could I? Well, yes, I could. You know what I mean? So he always prepares you for things that you probably don't need, but just in case, like, you're prepared. That's great. That's I believe in that 100%. Okay, last question. Additional tips for being a dad? Um, just be there for your kid. Um, teach them everything that you do. Like, even if, like, you don't think they'll ever use it. My dad always taught us a skill. Like, daily he was teaching us a skill. My dad knows how to fly an airplane, and so we had a little airplane growing up. And, like, why would I ever fly an airplane? Probably never in my life. But he taught me, like, the controls and, like, what to look for and how to fly it if ever needs be. Like, he just taught everything that he was doing so that I just had, like, such a broad range of skill set that, like, right now could I fly a plane? Probably not. But could I look for certain things that he taught me? Yeah, and I could recognize some things. So I think just being there for your kid and teaching them whatever you're doing is going to be so important because your kid might not need all those skills, but they'll remember the memories with you. Albert, I'm guessing if the pilot, if you were in an airplane and the pilot were to die, you could probably handle yourself, right? I could probably keep it in the air. <laughs> I wouldn't crash right? that's for sure. I don't know how to land, but I could keep it in the air. <laughs> hey, that's what matters. Uh, and, you know, c- coming from a fa- father's perspective, I, uh, I know sometimes it's hard. You kind of, you might be doing something. So, like, for instance, I'm wiring our house right now. We're building a house. I'm wiring it. Some of the stuff I know how to do. Some of it I have no idea. But, you know, I am honest with my son. And I have him help me. And I say, you know what, bud? We're learning on this one together. Yeah. I know about as much as you do. So I know as, sometimes as a father you feel like you have to, you have to know it all and you can't show your kids that you don't know how to do something. Right. But I think what that teaches your kids is, hey, dad's not perfect. Dad doesn't know everything. Right. And uh, it encourages them to be honest too. Like, hey, let's learn this together. And it's okay that you don't know everything, but that's how you learn is right. by doing. Well, and my dad, he would, he was so honest. Like, I don't know how to do this skill. Let's learn it. Like, he was never uh, one of those give up kind of guys. He was always like, I don't know how to do this. So I'm going to go look at the book, or I'm going to go look at the manual, or I'm going to go look at whatever he was doing to figure it out, which was really smart for me because it didn't teach me, oh, you don't know how to do that skill. Well, you're just done. You have to call someone else. Like, figure it out, you know. It might take time. It might take more um, effort, but 
you can still do it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I agree 100%. And it's, you know, I, I'm always trying to, to push my kids outside their comfort zone just a little. You know, I, you don't want to throw them outside their comfort zone, but you want to encourage them and nudge them just a little. And I think that's probably a perfect example of telling your son, telling your daughter, hey, I don't know how to do this 100%. We're going to learn together. You know, you learn by trial and error. And uh, I think if we get more fathers doing that, I think that will take care of a, a a lot of a lot of skills that this generation coming up is lacking mm-hmm. uh, you know we kind of joke about the Millennials and they know how to do computers but they don't know common sense stuff they don't know hands-on stuff you know I, I think a lot of that can can be fixed by fathers and mothers taking apart and and passing on those skills and taking the time to say hey let's go outside let's do this let's work on this together yes okay hey thank you so much I appreciate you. it and We'll have another guest here in just a little bit. All right, I'm back with the last segment of this podcast. I'd wanted to interview someone else, but there's not time. I know I was a dad, you're a dad, we're busy, life is busy. And uh, in fact, on that note, this is what I'm going, going to end the podcast with. I, uh, you know, yesterday was a long day at work. I came home. I've been building a house, well, at least part of the house. And I actually had a little bit of time. I actually had a day off. And I thought, this is going to be nice. I, I have a couple of, of hours I can do what I want. That's been a long time. And uh, I came home. My daughter's at the gate, jumping up and down, clapping her hands. Uh, really excited because they've been working on the park in our town, and they just got it done. And it's opened back up, and she wanted to go to the park. Okay, I came inside. I was hungry, and I was tired grabbed a bite to eat, sat down, and my daughter said, we've been waiting for you to go to the park. We're so excited. Even my 14-year-old son was excited. And, uh, you know, as bad as I wanted to just sit down and relax, I thought, okay, you know what? I love being a dad. I've got some time. I can't think of a better way to spend my time than doing something with my kids. And so I got back up off the couch, put the kids in the van, went to the park, and stayed there for about an hour. Had a great time. Four-year-old fell off the slide. He's just fine. You know, all part of, all part of being a dad. And uh, even my 14-year-old had fun with my daughter, which is good. He's there playing and and uh, had a fantastic time. We get back in the van, start going home, and my daughter says, "This is the best day ever." She just loved it. Came back, grabbed something to eat, got some dinner. And, uh, you know, that night I looked back and thought, you know, I'm pretty worn out. I've been up since four that morning. But uh, had I choose, or excuse me, had I chose anything that day that I wanted to do that was worth my time and worth the while, hands down, taking the kids to the park. They loved it. They had a good time. And um, I could see how happy they were. Okay, so I made their day and it made my day. I thought, you know what, I did my job, I came home and uh, and spent my time with them, with the family. So it's the, really it is, going back to kind of the, the topic or the theme of this podcast, you know, it's not how big and grand of things you do with your kids. I think it's the, the everyday small things that, that you'll remember and your kids will remember. You know, I hope my daughter, and I think she will, my daughter and my son will remember, hey, 
I remember when the park opened back up and dad took us and uh and sometimes you gotta force yourself which is what I had to do I had to force myself to get up off the couch and and dig down and find a little bit more energy and strength to go do something with them but it was definitely worth it so uh I hope this helped you guys out somehow you know take whatever you want from this podcast and this is for a woman too if you want to listen to this go for it all right that's that's great now i do have an email if you have any questions i love questions uh comments about the podcast what do you think so i have a an email address it is vintageman321 at gmail.com that's v-i-n-t-a-g-e-m-a-n 321 at gmail.com Please send me an email. Let me know if you have any questions about being a dad. If I know there's a lot of questions I have, and sometimes I'm kind of stuck on how to work with my son or my daughter or do this or that. You know, if, if you have a question you want to bring up and we can talk about it on the show, you don't have to talk about it. I can talk to different people, get different answers. I'd love that, okay? So please, any feedback, any questions, any topics you want to bring up as, as a dad that maybe you struggle with or something you've learned that, that's helped you out, and you think, man, I could help out a bunch of others, a bunch of other dads with the same knowledge I got, or where I learned how to do this with my kids. Please send that, okay? I'd love to hear back. Again, this is Vintage Man, and my email is vintageman321 at gmail.com. Okay, take it easy, guys. <laughs>